The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome in. Uh, Thursday show, Sports Cards Nonsense. It's going to be a, a brief show today. Kevin no, it's Clark not. is going to... It is going to be a quick show. You say that. <laughs> My mother's in town. I got meatballs waiting downstairs. Jesse has a stupid dog that literally should have been put down years ago walking around, so he's going to squirt wow. the audio again. I'm, and Kevin Clark's here. Kevin, thank you for the wow comment. Kevin Clark's cause... here. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> How are you, Kev? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day, a little hot in Brooklyn, but, uh, you know, it's a great day to talk sports cards. Oh, God. Jesse, I can already tell this is a team up right here. Two positive people. I'm really oh. happy Kevin's on the show. I can tell that he doesn't like you. I wore my hat today. Because I was told, and I've seen it in pictures, you have a better poof than me at times. It's not super tight today. I could have got away with mine. But if you showed up with your A-game, I would have definitely needed my hat. If, I knew, if I knew that I was going to be judged on my poof, I would have <laughs> I, I, I would have brought it a little more today, is what I would say. Um, sure. You know, it's, it's, it's like... Uh, you know, it's like what, what Floyd Mayweather said before the Logan Paul fight is he said he didn't even need a C game. He needed his D game. Right. Oh. Like, And so when I when I came into this, I didn't know I needed <laughs> my A, B or C game with my poof. Um, but, you know, if I had to train it up, I, I would have hurtful, but fair. I want to preface to the audience that poof is still killer, Kevin. Okay. You don't you. need to be self-conscious about it. OK, you're rocking it. I'm not. I'm so not, just a me. quick before we get into I want to talk some football with you. He's got he obviously has actual football knowledge. <laughs> I was. We Remember just have that. sports card football knowledge. I don't know if you're familiar with this. You are the second most famous Kevin Clark in the world. The other don't Kevin Clark dominating headlines. Yeah, just passed away. I was Googling to see how old you were, and all of a sudden I said, this dude was in School of Rock. That was not you. We that thought was it not was me. you. So that one... That one passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, Kevin Clark, um, tough situation. Obviously, I knew who he was from from long ago because people used to point that out or whatever. Um, one very strange thing uh, that happened to me that I've never had happen, obviously, before, is that um, on Instagram, a bunch of very popular accounts tagged me in their their RIP things. Oh, wow. Um, and so I, got, I had to go private for a while. And obviously, this is not a big thing. I mean, the biggest thing is obviously the tragedy and his friends and family and all that. But um, I got thousands and thousands and thousands of um, follow requests. Um, really? And uh, yeah, and like messages, not probably like a couple dozen uh, messages um, just being like, you meant so much to me, whatever. It was a really strange, strange weekend. What a weird experience. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be selfish. If a Jesse Gibson dies that is famous, though, this could be good for the show, Jess. Is that what you're telling me? We could get the numbers out of nowhere. I would like to go ahead and apologize for is Michael Giuseppe's behavior. Um, <laughs> All right, let's get to football. Speaking <laughs> of Tom it was, Brady. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. I never knew it that was, was a, a dude's time. name. What First a, thing that popped up, though. Weird way to segment into NFL talk. Let's you know do what? Here's it, the deal. We don't plan on being that good of a podcast, but we like to be unique. So. We, I just and thought genuine. I, it's funny. It's funny because when it was happening, and obviously, again, this is the, the most low stakes thing in the world. When it was happening, I was like, I wonder which podcast I'm going to have to share this experience on. Yeah. I did not anticipate it would be this <laughs> Didn't one. Didn't see so. this one coming, This is perfect. Yeah. This you got, just got bumped up. You got the up. anecdote. This is C-list. We're now C-list, Jesse, in Kevin's mind. We went from D to C, a couple I'll hair comments, it. and a horrible tragedy. I tell you, we're moving up. All right, perfect. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> later. This was good. We covered our bases. Um, he's not coming right. back, by the way. That's okay. No, absolutely not. That's okay. 20 minutes. We just spent half our time with me babbling. That's usually how it goes. So you are the NFL guru. This is what we were told. We need some NFL knowledge on the show. We obviously put our card spin on everything. So I had a couple names I'm curious about. Wait, wait, wait. I, Hang on. Before oh, you get before you jump oh, in, Kevin, please. can you give us a little bit of a background? What makes you the NFL guy? Sure. So I've covered the NFL for, I think this is going to be my ninth season. Um, and I started at the Wall Street Journal in 2012 covering the league. I'd done some stuff before that, um, kind of more general sports. Uh, jumped to the NFL beat at the Ringer in 2016, right before they launched. Um, and I have, you know, I, I think as far as credentials go and sort of what gives me a unique perspective is I, I one of the things that I just, I really like kind of getting into it from the team building angle and how that all comes together. And so, you know, good relationships with a lot of people 
around the league, um, coaches, GMs, players, um, I value that sort of insight. And, you know, I think that I, I try to come to it with a, a different angle than most people, not exactly like a, Hey, uh, you know, how's, how's the, how's the running game going to look this year kind of stuff, more big picture, 30,000 feet stuff. And I, I, I like to think, um, that because of that, I get a little different insight from those sources, uh, than, than other reporters. That would be my, my goal, at least when I'm reporting something. I, nice. I will say I typically judge someone's knowledge base based on the most famous person they've met in that subject. Who's the most <laughs> famous? Who's the most famous NFL person you've met? Kevin, go. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to be like weird about this, but I, I pretty much met them all. I mean, the, the only wow. person I haven't the only people I haven't sat down with one on one. And this is not unique in football would be uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I've talked to them in group settings. I've sh- both I've shaken their their hands both um very briefly. I've asked one. I told this story on Rosillo a couple of years ago. I've asked uh, one question to Bill Belichick that he just absolutely thought was had no he had no idea what I was talking about um, and just kind of moved on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when you're around the league for a long time, you end up just sitting down with folks, whether that's Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes um, or Andy Reid or any of these people. So yeah, it's when you're when you cover the league from a national perspective, you you get you can get very very lucky. I'm extremely blessed to be able to meet with those people. But with the exception of Brady and Belichick, I've spent one on one time with with most people in the league. You've earned credibility in my book, Mike. Take it away. <laughs> Here's a question: any ha, any interest at all in the in the sports card world? Is that something you ever dabbled in? Have interest in now? So I actually have, um, it's in the other room here. I, I have one sports card uh, on my nightstand. And it is the strangest, there's the strangest reason. It's a Dave Corzine Orlando Magic 1990 uh, card. And the reason I have it is because my parents are in the background. And I oh, really, I, on the I card? use it uh, on the card. And it's a, okay. I, I use it as a joke because I like to say, and I have my, my friends and family photos all over the place. And I have a Dave, Dave Corzine card that uh, that counts as a picture of my parents. That's awesome. I'd take that. Yeah. that that's a win. It's better than uh, any card I collection it, I have. I bought it on eBay like a decade ago. It was it was one of those things. It was like 45 cents. It was like the shipping was way more than the actual card. <laughs> I like that. Um, so it was, cool. it was a good investment. So when I was a kid, I was really into hockey. Um, have a, had a ton of hockey cards. Did I, I did go. I'm, a, I'm from Orlando. I'm a huge Magic fan. So I, I had a lot of, you know, Shaq and Penny and those sort of things. And, you know, in the early 90s, it was always it was like a lot of sort of gimmick cards you would get and it would be Shaq and you'd, you'd be really excited. And then Baseball cards too uh, were were really cool. You know, even though I loved football and football, especially college football, was my first love for most of my life. I actually didn't dabble that much in, in football cards, even though uh, I probably watched more of that than anything. Okay, well, you've got that one card. Penny was my guy growing up. <laughs> there you go. Bust into the questions. I've got some mailbag. Unless you want to go first, I just got a couple names. I was curious to just kind of get your your overall thoughts on. Sure. I listened Monday to the. Uh, Man, what did you call it on Monday? The Leap. The Leap oh. Show? There we go. I listened on the Leap Show. That was some good info from some of those guys, huh? Evan <laughs> was, Silva, Nora, Danny, they brought it. Here's my problem with this, though. My first name on the list is Tua, because I've been spending money on Tua every week like a maniac. Okay. So I, I like that you guys are high on Tua. Said oh, the playbook thing, and nobody thinks it's a big deal. I got to be honest. I thought this was a big thing. Not a big story. This is what you're telling me. So that was Evan Silva who said that. He's a genius. He's a fantasy football. He comes from the fantasy football world, but obviously has insights on everything. And his take was that the reason it's not a big deal is because, A, the playbook is different now. Um, It's not geared towards Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously. Fitzmagic, Um, of course. It's not going to be a Fitzmagic Chan Gailey production. So it's going to be different. Um, And also, as, as I said, and I said this in the last two podcasts, the... I think sometimes we in the media misconstrue accountability. And I, I don't know. I'm not in those meeting rooms to be able to say Tua does or doesn't know the playbook. But that could have been a situation where he was just trying to say, hey, I, I could have learned the playbook better. I could have known known X, Y, and Z a little bit better. And there are a bunch of guys who don't know the playbook in the NFL who would never say that and never take accountability for that. So I think I don't I'm not saying it's not a big deal. I'm just saying if you that quotes like that, I'll give you a great example. I think it was last year after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes went on, I think it was the shop, and said, I didn't know how to, I don't know how to read defenses. I don't know oh, how to read defenses. I remember right? that. And that was that was the whole headline. Right. 
Oh, it's like, okay, you do know how to read defenses. You're the best quarterback in football. It's just that you'd like to be better at reading defenses. And so sure. I think sometimes the media can take some of those quotes out of, out of, um, their, their context, I guess you could say. And, and I just want to make sure we're not doing that. Evan, Evan is actually even thinks it was even less of a big deal. I think it might be a big deal. I'm just withholding judgment. I'm actually not, if you're looking at kind of second year leap guys, I'm actually not as high on Tua. Um, I still think he's going to be the third best quarterback in that class behind Herbert and Burrow, um, which I think was probably the order last year until Burrow's injury. But I, I don't, I, I'm not dismissing it in the same way uh, that some people are. I'm not. I'm not as high on on Tua as as Evan is, but I, I think there's a chance for a breakout. I was hoping you were just going to say, "Listen, I've sat down with everybody. Tua is the next Tom." It's <laughs> a lot of money on the line for me here, Kevin. I don't know what you're doing here, aside from shattering my dreams. Um, but you guys all right. were all high on Jalen Hurts, right? So Danny Kelly, part. that that Danny Kelly, that was his guy. Um, I think that 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 is an interesting leap candidate as we call it uh because i i just think that you know i i think the big thing comes around to talent and and we've so many we've all sat around and talked about how you have to go all in on a rookie quarterback and you have to do everything you can to support him and all that stuff and when i look at the eagles i think that they're a year away from from anything um and so i think it i think the best case scenario for jalen hurts is he shows us something this year and then the Eagles can make some moves next year to kind of go all in. Um, I just don't think the talent base is there. I don't think I don't, I don't think a rookie a head coach who I think, you know, kind of a weird situation there. Um, Danny Kelly accidentally called him the offensive coordinator because he feels like the offensive coordinator, but he's the head coach. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that the Eagles in general are your way. I just think, the, again, the best case scenario is Jalen Hurts shows us that he's capable of a leap. And then, and then they can make the moves necessary to make him a, a top guy in 2022. So question for you, Kevin. So as far as newer old QBs out there right now, who would you say not necessarily has the highest chances of winning, but most talented QB out there? Got to be Patty, right? It, it, it is. It is Mahomes. It is Mahomes. Okay. Is it even close? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm I you. think that I, I think that there are throws, I, you know, at they're both 100% operating, you know, absolute, absolute pinnacle. I would say that there might, might, might be some throws that Josh Allen can make that Mahomes can't. But I actually think a that is would be few and far between, and b the amount of uh, the the fact that Mahomes makes so few mistakes, yeah, is ridiculous. remarkable. And the fact that he, you know, I, I've written about this before, but I, I think that Mahomes, he was the year they won the Super Bowl, he was making in the playoffs a mistake on four percent of his throws, which is a insane, but b even more insane when you consider that he takes chances. Like there are quarterbacks who right. make mistakes on you know eight or nine percent of their throws, but they're throwing checkdowns or they're throwing four yard passes. Mahomes is taking passes that are risky for other people. And he makes them not risky. Yeah, his incompletions to me in the Super Bowl this year were like as good as almost anybody else's completions I've ever seen. It was unbelievable the stuff he was throwing. And I hate, I hate him just because he's competing with Brady, and I'm the most biased fan in the world. But he's unbelievably talented. I it's un and and you you saw kind of the arm angles, and that's why I hesitate to even say that there are any throws that he can't make. He he can make them all. 100% of the throws he can make. The best Josh Allen can hope for is a tie, right? Um, you know, he's throwing with his body, you know, parallel to the ground in the Super Bowl. It was just ridiculous. And I think that what we saw in the Super Bowl was the limits of being able to do it with absolutely no help on the offensive line um, and going against a great defense coordinator and great defense and fast defense and all that stuff. Um, I just think, you know, the, the joke I always make is, you know, I, I think we saw him as, as John Wick, right. And, and you just needed, it was just him against the world. Right. And I think we, in the Super Bowl, we saw that there are limits to that, even for the best quarterback on the planet. I would have gone with Shane Falco. Also great. <laughs> Going Keanu references. I'm just saying, Falco could read a defense. Guy was all heart. Underrated character all time. What do you want me to say, Jesse? I great, great. I love the movie. replacements. Fantastic movie. Okay, I've got a question from Mail. I've got a few. Mario Anthony wanted to know your opinion with the influx of new rookie quarterbacks in the last year's class. Who is the best position? Who's in the best position to win a Super Bowl in the next two years? They're they're basically wanting to know in, over the next two years. So this year and next. 
Who do you think of okay. the new quarterbacks you think is best positioned to win a Super Bowl? Interesting question. Because the best quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, as we know. And I actually do think the second best quarterback is probably Zach Wilson. But really? Okay. The Niners, but but Kyle Shanahan makes scrubs look decent. So when he takes Trey Lance, who is the third best quarterback in this draft, they're going to be able to do things. You know, I, I I thought it was really interesting. I saw a phrase a couple of weeks ago that there's really stuck with me that someone said, Trey Lance is not a scheme fit. He's a scheme expansion, right? Like he's going to be able to take things with Kyle Shanahan and they're going to do amazing. I mean, like I, I think someone on our podcast the other day picked them to win the Super Bowl this year, the Niners. Um, so I think that if you're looking at Super Bowl in the next two years, it is far and away Trey Lance. That's the best um, situation, too, I think. Not 100%, even close. 100%. 100%. And I think for this year, I think for this year, if you were to handicap it, you'd probably go with with uh, with Justin Fields second. I just think next year, the Jets have a really good GM. Um, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I assume Robert Sala is a very good head coach. I haven't seen him be a head coach, but I, I really, I've, I've heard great things. Um, I think in 2022, 2023, you're seeing a little more of a setup there. And I would put Trevor Lawrence in the same timeline. Um show me something this year and then next year be in the playoff hunt. And then the year after that, 2023, you should be contending for, for something significant that that's what I view the Jaguars and the jets as, um, because it's just that there's just not a lot of talent there. Uh, as head coach is starting over all that stuff. So it is far and away the 49ers for me and Trey Lance. Wow. Okay. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. Um, Adam Dubberly wants to know if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, how good is Jordan Love? He'll definitely have yeah. weapons. So just to put this in perspective, Kevin, Jordan Love's money value. Again, we had tried to put the cards on everything. Jordan Love was like far and away. I mean, half of what Tua and Hay- and Jalen were selling for, and they were, you know, half of what Burrow and Herbert were at. Just on the news that, that Rodgers wanted to get traded, his stuff is almost equal with Hertz and, and Tua now. Wow. I mean, the hype around this kid is insane because everybody wants to get in early. It's like the stock yeah. market. You're going to take a shot on the penny stock compared to, you know, buying the blue chip like Herbert. So I am curious on your, on your opinion here because this dude is still relatively cheap compared to what he's at, even though he's jumped so high. I think there's a couple of things to unpack. Number one, he's going to be dropped into one of these situations that I think that we all consider favorable to a to a young quarterback. Uh, best left tackle in the league, one of the best receivers in the league, a head coach who understands offense. You know, the reason Matt LaFleur is there is because he runs that Shanahan McVay offense that that Rodgers wanted to run, but that makes life easy on quarterbacks. There's a reason that that head coaching style has proliferated around the league. It's because it, it makes everybody's life easier. So I think that he doesn't have to be a superstar for them to win. I think he has to just be um decent and mistake free for them to be a, a NFC North contender, especially in a weird year for that division where there's, you know, the, the Lions are starting over. Um the Bears, who knows what's going on with the quarterback position, even though I, I really like Justin Fields. Did the, the Lions ever start? You said starting over. Have they started playing football <laughs> yet? Did I miss that? Is Barry coming back? They made made the playoffs at Matt Stafford a couple times. Um but no it, I, I think that uh if Aaron Rodgers didn't play this year and my guess is he does play for the Packers this year. That would be my guess, just reading the tea leaves on this sort of thing. Um, but if he doesn't, I, I just don't – I think that there were you – know, if you listen to reports and reporters, I think there, I think that there were concerns um, that Love wouldn't have been able to play last year. Um, just, you know, this is a rookie learning curve, and maybe he was a little raw or whatever. Um, I think that that – I think he can he can be decent if he comes in right now. I just – I haven't seen him on a field at this point. Um, you know, I, I talked to to Brian Gutenkunst, the GM, in last fall, and I said, "Hey, does does Aaron Rodgers falling out and being the MVP change anything about the timeline?" And he said, "No, it, it doesn't. The the timeline is always the timeline." Um, and I presume that 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 means that they were always expecting Love to be ready in year two or year three, and, and I think he will be. But I think you hold on to Aaron Rodgers as long as you can. So you think Rodgers stays? If you're betting, you're betting he stays in place for the pack. 
I if I had to if if I had to put money on anything, and I I've suspended belief on this situation because I just I just you know I I I think Aaron Rodgers is a really interesting dude, and I think that if he wants to go host a game show for a couple million dollars a year, he will. Uh, <laughs> I mean that 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 that's it's funny because that's the leverage, and sometimes the leverage is hey I'll leave him for agency. Sometimes the leverage is um, you know I won't show up to minicamp or training camp, whatever it is. But Aaron Rodgers is such a, a, a interesting dude. He can just say hey, first of all, he's got more money than you know he's got two hundred million dollars so he can just hang out and golf and you know do do the phil mickelson you know celebrity golf thing or whatever for if, if you wanted to or he could just do be a game show host or whatever he wants to do so the leverage to me is interesting but what i also think is that um i think he loves football i don't you don't get to this point unless you love football i don't think the packers are going to trade him and so if I had to to kind of set the odds, uh, my number one favorite would be he plays for the Packers in 2021. This gets resolved. They give him more guaranteed money um, and and things work themselves out. So if that's the case, I would almost advise the audience, which we kind of talked about this, and I would sell Jordan Love right now. Because I think even if he starts a year after this, at best case scenario, it sounds like, then buy him back by then. But the hype factor is so stupid. I don't see any reason to hold Jordan Love stuff. I would sell it now, even if you think he's the next Aaron Rodgers. He sits three years and then plays. I'd still just buy him back next season then. Mike, hmm. do you think Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers comes out today and says, yeah, I'm playing, any value change in his cards? No, but Love stuff drops. He's already cemented. He's already like that guy. He's in like that Peyton class. He's great. You know, he's all time, but he's not, you know. The only thing he does to move the needle, like I said, is he's got to win Super Bowls in terms of hobby value, at least. Everybody knows he's the, like the second best regular season QB of all time. So, or up there at least. You got one more for him? Yeah, I got one more for you. Um, Give him one more. Make it a good one. Is this a hair question? <laughs> I was. I have a serious one and I've got a less serious one. Oh, um, here's the here's the serious one. Um, Evan Michael wants to know, who's your under the radar second year guy? Anybody you think that might pop um, that maybe hasn't already? Or a couple guys, if you got a few names, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Um, so on on I, this is this guy's not on the ra- uh, under radar at all. But my my guy uh, on the leap show was Joe Burrow, um, and I just think that there's there's just something there where um, I think we're going to see him on the superstar track. I think vision is his superpower, and the fact that they're surrounding him with elite talent, they, those guys can just get out into routes and and everything. Uh, everything will work, I think. Um, you know, I think that, and this is not a skill guy, so it might not help, but I think this Brown secondary is going to be so improved. And I look at a guy like Grant Delpit, who was out for the year last year. He's a safety out of LSU. He had an Achilles injury in training camp, missed the entire season. I think the Browns, it's unfortunate to me because we're grading everybody on a curve. Because I don't think if you're the Browns, you can get to the Chiefs level. I think the Chiefs went out and they had the worst offensive line in the history of the Super Bowl. And they went out and they fixed it in about a week, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I really don't think there's any catching the Chiefs. But I think the Browns are going to be damn, damn good. And I think they're going to be on that second level there. Um, and in in a alternate universe where the Chiefs don't exist, I'd say, hey, the Browns have a chance to push the Bears in the AFC. Excuse me, the Bills in the AFC. Um, but I just feel like the the, the Chiefs are, are a cut above. Um, I did have just one. It's kind of a weird question, but I, I always well, wanted to we've know. Already I, love talked about, I love it. We've talked about <laughs> School it. of Rock people dying yeah. tragically. We've talked about hair product. I mean, at this point, it's not okay. weird. It's just normal. All right. That's fair enough. Um, talking about injury-prone guys, is there yeah. anybody you think, any of the big guys you think is more injury prone than the rest. Just I, and I say this just because oftentimes that affects value harshly. Like the guys does great. And then they're out because of some injury and all of a sudden bottom drops out of the value. So just curious. I, I, I'm trying to think, I mean, Marcus Mariota was like that back when he was, you know, number two pick. And, and the problem with Marcus was that the offense that he, that suited his skill sets were the offenses that got him hurt. Right. And so he was really and I remember talking to people in Tennessee about that and about how 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 big of a problem that was, because if he really wanted to build the engine, if you wanted to make him the engine that, that made everything go, he was going to take huge hits and then he would get he would get hurt. Yeah, he was made of glass. Hard. Yeah. And I'm tr- I'm trying to think and it just breaks my heart because he's such a talented guy. I'm trying to think if there's anybody like that now. And I can't really think about it. I mean, these some of these guys, you know, it's funny. Someone tweeted at me after the leap show went up and he said, man, you guys are really leaning into these young athletic quarterbacks. I'm like, 
they're all athletic now. Joe Burrow is a, is a, is a good athlete. Um, Jalen Hurts is a, is an even better athlete. Um, Tua is obviously an incredible athlete. I mean, you come in the league now, and you just have to have that extra element. And a lot of that is the ability to take big hits. The knee injury stuff is is bad luck often. It's just someone taking the wrong step or your foot being planted where you get hit. I mean, it, it, it's it's a it's a tough one. I'm trying to think. I can't think offhand about a, a legitimate superstar right now um, who who can't who can't stay healthy. Is there anybody you had in mind, like a skill position guy? Uh, honestly, Tua was the first one that came yeah. to my mind. But, oh, really? Um, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the hip surgery, obviously, you know, that was being compared to Bo Jackson's injury at one point. But I, I think that the reports around him have been pretty glowing as far as health goes. And I think now it just comes down to whether or not uh, he can take the next step. I mean, it worries me that his offensive line is not elite. It really worries me um, for a guy like that. But I'm not until he's had injuries at the NFL level. I'm 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 going to assume he's going to be fine. Well, hey, Kevin, we appreciate it. Uh, obviously, first time meeting Kevin, so thanks for jumping on. I know we're kind of the, the new and the little guy here on the ringer, so the fact that you were able to jump on, we really appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Uh, it's mid-June, man. I, I can do any podcast in mid-June, but I really appreciate you guys, um, <laughs> and thanks for thinking of me, and I really enjoyed this. Good deal. Right. Appreciate awesome. it. We'll catch you down the road. All right, so that was Kevin Clark. I think I called him Kevin Jones at one point. Old running back for the Lions. Oh, that's yeah, because I was like, isn't that the old running back for the Lions? I was, All right, here's the deal. This is, we're no longer scheduling guests at the beginning of the show. We, we need it doesn't our, matter. We're no. going to. We can't not. Well, there's no matter. we. I'll just make the decision and, and not do it. So yeah, thank you. Okay. Here's the issue with this. My dog got so butchered. I was I'm just I'm so mad about this. I want to I gotta get the negativity off my chest first, and then we lead into the guest. <laughs> just because you have a, a half dead dog crawled around your apartment. I have vivacious, unbelievable oh animals. Brady, God. we dropped him off at daycare and to get a this bath. This is happening. Dude comes home and his neck is shaved to the skin. I thought my wife was literally going to blow the place up. That happens first. Next, I got mom in town, my mother and stepfather. Uh-huh. I was yeah. at the pool until we had to do the show. Here's the deal, though. I have a real hard time calling out to do it a podcast. Like, we just sit in the room and get paid too much money to talk. Like, it's like I have a real hard time canceling the podcast. Yeah. The pool is calling my name. I've got a pile of meatballs. I'm not thrilled with your performance Monday night, by the way. I noticed not only did you go back and have more, your daughter went back for a second. She had two. I had four. I think we were being very generous with our non-meatball consumption. Yeah, you're both about double what I wanted you. I was good oh. with two for you, one for her. There was sausage made in lieu of the meatballs. Nobody cared about that. Let's go to mail. That's it. Do you have a news thing? What are we doing? Those I've got a news minutes. thing. Okay, go I've ahead. I've got a great thing. I've got then a I want to be done. Now, um, well, heavy mailbag, then we're done. Why is he so angry, guys? I don't Watermelon monster. I've never it's, tried this until today. Maybe it that's is. the problem. No, it's, you the problem is the, no, the problem is the groomers. They're lucky I'm not calling them up by name. I start a protest down there. <laughs> did they or did they not give you a discount? Did they not charge you for that day? I don't. And I recall your wife saying they called you ahead of time because they were so nodded. Didn't call me. <laughs> nodded. I brush start- those. I take better care of those dogs than anybody on the planet takes care of their animals, and so does she. What? A, you keep pushing me. I'm going to start dropping <laughs> names and addresses. Go. Do whatever you're right. doing. All right. Mailbag. No. No. no news, no. you don't. Newsroom. We don't That's have a name, the name for it. You have the name. We don't. Did we uh, land on straight facts, homie? But in a Tom Brokaw voice? No, with that lack of bullcrap. Right. Right. Oh, right. Facts, homie. That's pretty good. <laughs> you cheered me up, though. This has been a success. All right. Who needs first, the pool? I got Jesse. First piece of news. The 2020 National... Just to be clear, this is the same thing as what we've been calling the Nationals. So many people call it the Nationals. If we get another email, I'm going to send you a, a virus through email. I don't. I know it's called the National. Like, people call it Nationals all the time. Not a big deal. Everybody needs to breathe. 2021 National. Um, so just as a heads up, we got some autograph guys uh, coming. Oh, confirmed I, signers? Yes, confirmed okay. signers. What do we got? Um, Barry Sanders. These are, these are the bigger The names. Lion King is going to be there? The Lion King himself. Barry Sanders, David Ortiz, Ozzy Smith, Poppy, Ryan the Sandberg, Wizard, Johnny Sandman. Bench, Bobby Hull, Brett Hull. Are they related? Father and son, yep. 
and Roger Clemens. These are some of the bigger headliners. Yeah, bigger jerks of all time, too. Roger <laughs> Clemens, by the way. Met him as a kid. Are you going to have a fight with him? No, he's probably still roided up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and he's a senior citizen. Uh, does it have prices for those guys yet or no? No. Um, tickets okay. go on sale this Friday, June 11th. Here's the only tough thing about it that I've noticed. Unless the crowd, the lines there are insane. I'm not wasting. I, I just wouldn't waste my money. I know it's cool. If you have young kids, it's fun. That's so. Yeah, so there fun. is one thing. There is one thing. There are a lot more signs. There's actually 80 athletes. Yeah, you get a ton of stiffs. So right. now the one that somehow did not make the headliner list is Tony Kukoc, who's going to be there. The you Kuk? No, I'm Tony? getting Kukoc's autograph on my Jordan card. Uh, well, that's absolutely happening. I'm sure he'll be fine. You're having with that. him sign your Jordan card. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like that. Well, okay. They were on the same team, so it makes sense. Um, that's a pretty good list. Yeah, they yeah. always have good names there. That's awesome. So okay. something to look forward to coming up. Um, that is the last weekend of July into August, like the 28th to the 1st or something like that. Whatever the last weekend of July is. Yes, uh, 28th through August 1st. You got it. Um, hey, before I forget, I was going to call you about this. Can you order one of those things like it has the boom mic that plugs into the phone? Our audio when we vlog stuff is tough. I've seen oh, people with that plug-in thing. You know what I'm talking the, about? Yeah, like the basically it's on a string. Is that what you're talking about? Like almost like a it's a wire, just a long wire. Or do you talk? Oh, maybe I thought these guys just had stuff that attached to their phone, and that's how they were getting oh, decent audio. I, I don't see know. what you're talking about. Um, look into it. Yeah, I'll look into it. Um, so there is a Patrick Mahomes rookie card set for auction uh, at Heritage Auctions, looking to go for about two hundred and fifty thousand. Is it, it is National a Treasures? BGS nine. Um, it is a National Treasures one of one. Uh, oh, it's the I just, I think it's very interesting because it's pre pre sale estimate is two hundred fifty thousand. Um, I I honestly I think it, it goes for more than that. I just I I'm interested to see more and more of these uh, younger guys going for such high value. I think it's honestly I think it's good for the market as far as like sure. the the life of the market going. So that was just. One of the few auctions that caught my eye. Um, also, big shout out to Sports Collectors Daily. They've got a lot of really interesting hobby news, just stuff going on in the industry. Speaking of something uh, uh, you might be interested in. which Your is segues are not great. The information's good. <laughs> God. No, that's a compliment. So brutal. It's a compliment. Just so brutal. Um, Leaf is bringing back. So do you remember ProSet? Yeah, they did this with Trevor Lawrence last year. Yeah, so they're bringing this back um, with boxes of just straight autographs of current and former players. Um, I think, I mean, I was cheap. If it's cheap, it's okay. So it's actually not too well. I didn't think it was bad. You tell me. Per box, it's somewhere between 200 and 225. How many autos? Two per box. I don't like it. Really? Leaf Metal last week was like 300 for 10 autos and one was a one of one and it's all rookies. I don't like really? it. Really? Okay. I don't like it for that price. Nope, I'm out. Plus, those pro sets only sold really well for like the first week. Leaf Metals, I sold a Mac Jones number to 25 out of Leaf Metal, a raw card for 150 and the 101 Certain slabbed auto for uh, 110-ish or something. So Leaf Metal sold well. Quick segue to that. Leaf Ultimate Draft comes out Wednesday, five autos a box. It's only going to be like 200-ish or something. I don't even know if it's that much. I, I got to check and see what it is, but... Does it matter to you that King Griffey Jr., Joe Montana, Steph Curry, Peyton Manning, Shaquille O'Neal, Pele, and Lionel Messi are all going to be in there? So that's not bad then. So this is one of those multi-sports. I don't mind that. I just, again, I wonder, the reason I like Leaf is you can get big-name rookies for cheap. I don't necessarily need to be chasing big-name vets. There's also going to be a Garnett and a Larry Bird. Okay, I'm in. I think it's a great product. That's no. a great product. I want yeah, in. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, they got Mike okay. Tyson in there too. It's it's interesting. They're doing basically all sports in there. It, I think it's cool. And some of these are like these dual sign cards, and some of them like triple sign cards. It's not. Um, I don't know. Okay. I think it, I think it's kind of cool. That comes out the 29th of September, folks. If you're interested, um, a little more just news in the hobby. 29th of September. Hey, hold your breath for three and a half months. Awesome. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm you're just doing great. You know, you're doing great. Ready. This is your news segment. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> so terrible. Um, all right, just. Something to keep in mind, and I'd like to know your opinion on this, Mike. Security of your cases and your boxes. Um, there's been a number, especially 
here in the southeast, Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee area. Oh, the shop break-ins? There have been a lot of shop break-ins, up yeah. to fifty thousand dollars in, and they go they go in because they, they obviously right, have cased the joint. They and go, they right go for straight the wax. for the cases. Yep, exactly. They're so, not stealing singles. They're not stealing numbered cards. Exactly. They're going right for wax. Yep. So, what? Are, any thoughts? I mean, not granted. No, you're not a card shop owner, but like security, because I mean, obviously these boxes are something easily. You pick up a box, it could be worth like twenty grand. I mean, what do you do with a box? I mean, I tell you what I would do if I had a card shop right now. First of all, I would just go through. The, it's a pain in the butt, I'm sure, but I would either have a, a massive safe installed that I could just lock this stuff up with, like a massive lock. I mean, my growing up, my grandfather had a safe that was bigger and wider than you. Thing was massive, and he just he kept everything in it. I would do either that, or I would take the. I would actually go through the trouble, which is brutal, of just bringing stuff home with me at night. Ooh. Although I don't like the thought of having stuff in the house. I don't have anything in my house at all. That's, a, that's my I've got thing. the stuff I don't behind have it. me. It's, there's nothing here. Like I don't, yeah. And I have an alarm system. And at the new house, it's going to be crazy alarm. We got cameras here, alarm and dogs. Yeah. That would be my fear is like you yeah. don't want to have it in your house, but that's also tough. your car. I mean, obviously, these car shops had cameras on them, but there but that doesn't, doesn't seem you. to be much of a security system. And a lot of these was, places, too. Help. Some of these places, at least, are like a kind of remote areas. Yeah, like exactly. it's, a, it's a tough you know, like where we're at, it's different. Hendersonville's cops everywhere, which is, I like. I, I yeah. I feel like no, you could literally prefer. walk down any street any time of the day and you're going to be passed by a cop. Like, it's good. I don't know. I mean, if you've got a big enough shop, you're making enough money, how much is a security guard? Yeah. Like, are those guys making like 15 bucks an hour? Paying for right an now. hour. and I mean, paying for an hour or two a night? Sporadic yeah. timing? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I do keep seeing the news. It is brutal. I'm glad, like, Nate hasn't been hit over at Grand Slam. I don't think he hadn't been hit yet. Thankfully, you know, Chris has been good at Nash cards. Like I, it's brutal. I tell you, the other thing is important, a live inventory and a running inventory of your stuff. That's how my insurance policy works. Running inventory so you can, you know, make the claim you need to make. Is there, there's no way of really telling once you get a case, there's no way of telling like if someone stole that case from you, like once the other side, you know, I don't think so. Plus if there was, I just open it up and sell it as boxes. Well, that's you know? what I mean. Like once you get to the box, there's nothing really distinguishing it from and, any other box. And you got to think these guys have immediate distribution set up to sell this stuff. Like they're not yeah. buying cases. Um, yeah, that's the news. Good. Hey, I got this from, I don't know who this is. I never, I don't even, I have no clue. Who, I showed you this the other day. Slab shelf. They sent me a whole plastic case. Yep. It's like a triangle thing. It sets up and then the two rows snap in. But this dude went through the highlight. I'll have to post a picture on Instagram. Actually, like, so two things. One, I actually really like the initiative. They sent this to Ravel, apparently, too, and to some other people in the game. Very cool. Two, unbelievably creepy. These are like all my personal <laughs> PC cards that I've posted over the years. Now, what they did is actually pretty cool. Like, this is not the actual Brady, but I own this numbered Brady card. He even they put a logo put in, on there. They went and put in a holder, put the logo. I think it's really cool. I don't know how you got my home address. Not thrilled with I that either. I gave it to them, but that's okay. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. He reached out. That makes out. me feel a thousand times better than I was curious because I was like, what do you I just? Yeah, um, I, I, I figured you could use it. I like the initiative. Here's it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. For me, it's not for me. I don't love like the, but it's super affordable. And they're not paying us, by the way. We get the case for free. I'm going to give the case to one of the kids here who wants it to display their cards. If you're looking for like a cheaper way, I think for kids or for a collection, if you have like a spot to put it and you don't have a big place for it, super easy setup. It literally just snaps in. It's two shelves. Holds like five cards a row. You can put ten, display 10 cards nice and easy. What's the name again? Slab what? Slab Shelf. Slab Shelf? Okay. It's just slabshelf.com. But the fact that they went through the initiative to reach out to you, send it here. Yeah. Happy to give you a shout out. I think that's a pretty cool thing. So Nice. Um, I've got two real quick things. Okay. I took two pictures. You know I like my pictures. I just go through the picture rule. You didn't First, send me a picture. Tennessee Safari. We're oh taking my. your kid there, dude. <laughs> we had a great time yesterday. Had giraffes eating out of our hands. Top five. So this was Starstock posted this. Top five players on Starstock based on total sales last week. Number one was Luka Doncic. I thought that was interesting. I think people were just dumping him because we saw, even though we didn't see much movement, seemed like he was a number one sale. Number two, Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. Actually, the next three guys make me think there is some positive movement coming for the card market this week. Booker, Spida, and Trey Young. Obviously, I'm not positive about Trey Young, but Booker's up 2-0 on the Nuggets. He looks incredible. I would be shocked. Honestly, I would be surprised if we don't see Booker or Mitchell's team in the finals. I think so, they're playing unbelievable. But the fact that people are selling them and there's that hot of a market, people are buying them up, yeah. makes me think that people are buying not the dip because it's not a dip right now. For those guys in particular, at least not right now, makes me think though people are hopeful they're going to move up going forward. So what's the deal with Joker? 
I he was MVP, right? And he's gone down. It hasn't gone down. So he's been stagnant for the past couple of weeks. Here's why. MVP is a cool award and it's fun. In terms of hobby value, though, people want to see you make finals runs at this stage. They're not going to beat the, the Suns. Honestly, I'm looking at Joker play. He reminds me a lot of Luka. I'm not comparing their style of game, although they are both super unbelievably talented at the position. But I'm looking at him in the sense of he doesn't have that much talent around him. Now, he has more than Luka. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is a solid number three. Aaron Gordon is fine. Without Jamal Murray, that team is brutal. Like, you're just, they did as, I think they've gone as far as they're going to go. They beat a decent Portland team first round. You know, you're going to get smashed by the Sun. I wouldn't be shocked if the Suns just sweep them. Although I've been wrong about every single prediction. I tweeted last night at halftime. I was like, hey, second half, Nuggets, Joker time. <laughs> yeah, me and you could have put up more points. I just think this is a case where they're just crazy outmatched. Okay. Um, but Devin Booker, man, his stuff is finally starting to move a little bit. I just, I don't know who's slowing down the Suns. They play such run and gun, and it's just a perfect trio of like CP3, pass first, point guard, a shooting guard who can score with or without the ball, like on the move. Uh, Booker's unbelievable, and DeAndre Ayton's played really well. And I mean, aside from Rudy, it'll be different when you play the Jazz. Gobert's a beast. But if you've got Booker stuff, I don't think you need to sell it right now. I think you need to hold and see what it does. At least Western Conference Finals. Okay. Um, and then the fact that the Jazz, Mitchell put up 45 against the Jazz. So he was up on Starstock. His, his stock on card ladders moving up again this week and on dibs. Every market that kind of tracks these as stocks has Spider finally moving up. They, they also beat the clip without Conley, who's been awesome for them. So I think there's room to buy right now both of those guys, Booker and Mitchell, because I think that's your Western Conference Finals. Spider did have a nice little jump. Oh, and he went nuts. And it's about time. He's not done it. I think there's still some people hesitant because they're playing the Clippers. But without Conley, that's a huge game one win to me. I mean, he went up like 20%. Yeah, he's been moving up the last two weeks. He was up last week, too. He's finally starting to get some respect. That's a guy, though, I don't care what they do this year or how positive you are moving forward on Mitchell, I'm not holding Mitchell long-term right now. Unless you just are in love with him, you're never selling. But otherwise, I'm selling Western Conference Finals or Finals. Like, I don't think this is a guy like, hey, here is his new floor, and we'll see him flourish. I think because of that market and how long it took him to get any movement, I mean, as well as he's played and that team has been this year, it's taking until now to move. Yeah. I would be selling him during this playoff run. Okay. I got one other quick picture. I'll make it quick. Stop yeah, yeah, talking yeah. over Do me it. so much. So dude posted a picture. I, I don't know. It was a 1997 Metal Universe Michael Jordan. He had a PSA 10, an SGC 10, a CSG 9.5, and a BGS 9.5. I don't know if this was, I don't know the intent of the post, but he said, hey, does, is this a bad sign for SGC? So the PSA 10 sold for 5,200. Okay. The 9.5 BGS was under six, it was just under 16, call it 16. The SGC 10, not the black label, just the 10, mm-hmm. sold for 16.75, 75 bu- or 95 bucks higher than the BGS. Mm-hmm. And it was like, is this worrisome for SGC? Here's another good example. I know everybody thinks we're just SGC promo guys now. And I do. I use I I got matter of fact, my cards will be back like next week. I'm excited. This is a card though. If it's worth five thousand bucks as a PSA 10, send it to PSA Express right now. This is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. However, the fact that this is a high-end Jordan card, and I think basketball is going to be the slowest to catch on for SGC and resale value. The fact that that, and it's just one example, but it was used as an example as a knock. You could use it as that. My my argument would be don't use SGC for that card. However, it outsold BGS, and the biggest indictment of this card, the CSG sold for under $400 as a 9.5. Oh. I, that is not to say CSG has no market. It does. But I think this card, was it was presented as, hey, this is a bad sign for SGC. Is it? You just showed me that it outsold a BGS 9.5. And don't make the argument, oh, it's not an SGC 9.5. SGC 10 is gem mint. That is what we are using to comp off PSA 10, SGC 10, and BGS 9.5. But the fact that CSG was that far behind is a brutal sign to me. I saw there was actually a, there was another piece of news I just kind of left out because it wasn't that interesting. But uh, CSG is expanding uh, as far as they are currently hiring graders. They're also they way behind. A 200-day lead. Yeah, 200-day at least um, so backlog. Who's, so who's waiting 200 days for? To come back and be the fourth best-selling pro, I think HGA is outselling them out quite a few instances. Oh wow! So, okay, um, I'll keep the. Actually, I did just have my October first when my cards were logged to PSA for the forty-five dollar level, so it wasn't uh, value. I think that was what they used to call economy. 
they just popped yesterday. I got my thing. So oh, nice. Uh, what's that? Eight months. Not <laughs> ideal. I actually went three for three. Talk about horrible timing. Tyler Hero Silver PSA ten. <laughs> Thanks. Colby White Green Prism PSA ten and a Lubob Chrome. So honestly, I'd probably just hold all three of those. But um, I don't know. I, that's just a super isolated example. So I'm not trying to promote anything with that one. But I did want to respond to it because it was posted in the mail day segment. Let's get the mailbag. Let's go crazy. Okay. So right before I jump into the rest of the mailbag, um, Kevin mentioned Trey Lance. I don't, I mean, granted, I'm not the sports guy. I don't remember us even talking about Trey Lance. I don't remember his name coming up. Yeah. So Trey Lance, a third quarterback taken. He went out to the Niners. I'm not entirely sure. It's funny because I keep hearing things too. Like he may not start from game one, but the Niners have the best team of all the guys that went early. You, I, maybe you could argue the Patriots with Mac Jones. Like the Patriots team itself is maybe comparable, a, a step below. Um, I just don't know who of these guys are starting aside from Trevor Lawrence. Maybe I, I'm guessing Zach Wilson starts, but the Jets are abominable. I don't know that Fields is, is playing this year at all. If he does, I can't imagine he's start, for sure not starting, I wouldn't think. And Trey Lance, same thing. I don't, is, he, is he just the starter over Jimmy G right off the bat? If Jimmy G gets moved to a scenario, though, where a team is pretty good... I think there's room to buy Jimmy G cards. And and actually, that will lead me to my last comment, then mailbag. Because people asked again, too, this week, hey, we didn't have a straight cash homie. I, I think we've been pretty transparent about this. The guys coming out every week now with these top five and top ten lists, by and large, I think they're full of crap. If you were looking <laughs> at the market the past few months, the reason me and Jesse have slowed down in our buy predictions is I think now is a time to be extremely cautious. I think now is a time to buy PC stuff. If it's legendary type stuff, I've been buying Brady's heavy because there's money to be made, not even money to be made, but it's it's at a dip and I'm not yeah. going to sell it immediately anyways. I think it's a time for that. I think it's a time to speculate on one or two basketball players that you think are going to the finals. I'm all in on KD. That's the only guy I'm still holding heavy and speculating on for this season that I will still sell if he spikes and I think he will. And then I think the other thing you do now is you pick a couple, do your research and pick a couple football quarterbacks, especially but offensive skill positions and buy those. It's not a specific straight cash homie this show either because the market has been nuts and I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is going to go up. You know, the first 10 shows we did, we could do that and we were right every time just about because the market was crazy. The market has changed. And if people are trying to tell you this is definitely going, anybody that sure of stuff right now is full of it, man, honestly. And these guys who all came out of the woodwork, you're starting to see them. They're all a little quieter now because you can't just throw a dart at the wall and anything it lands on is going up. So I'm speculating there. If you're in the baseball market already, grab some prospects to speculate on, late season call-ups. We're still seeing those guys consistently spike when there's news. But other than that, you got you just have to be very cautious spending right now, I think. I'm really interested to see what Nationals is like. Or the National is the like. National, Jeff. The National, Jeff. Email the show. Tell yeah. Jesse he's terrible. Um, yeah, I I'm just curious. Oh, and we had one release this week. There's a couple. We already talked about Leaf Ultimate. Series 2 baseball comes out tomorrow. 2021 Series 2 tops. I have a ton for sale. Boxes, cases. The checklist I just saw today, people said there were no rookies you know, of note. Um, I even said I'm not sure who's going to be in it. I was wrong. Kirilov's going to sell well. Al Kirilov for the Twins. Jazz Chisholm for the Marlins. Apostle and Sam Huff for the Rangers. Uh, Contreras for the Braves. Esteban Florial is interesting to me. He was monster money two years ago for the Yanks. Went cold. He's kind of revived himself a little bit. I actually think it's a decent product now. That's my pump and dump. I think it's the greatest product ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> I think it's better than 86 Flair. I do. I think it's the ba- wow. greatest product of all time. Um, Can we no. get out the part before about the not buying anything? <laughs> <laughs> Just buy a series two. Uh, yeah, so that comes out tomorrow as well. So. Okay. All right, so let's when are you coming some... to California? Mailbag, when are you coming to California with me? Couple I don't months. even know about this Eddie's California. opening the shop. I want oh, to go to the shop open, live pod. I want to see this Simmons studio. I don't even know if he has a studio. Does He have, he interviews out of his house. So what you're saying is you want to go inside his house. Okay, take it easy. Take it. <laughs> uh, I already called right, Big Spoon. All right. Um, <laughs> Did, <laughs> dibs, you respect dibs. Yes, you better. Sure. All right, this is from Instagram. Um... This is from Instagram last week. All right. Jason K. 1984 says. Rapid answers. Go. With BGS also suspending most submissions, um, do you think this will have a chance to increase SCG's value long term being recognized as BSA BGS, BGS tier? 
Yeah, I think it's going to help. You have people like us talking about it. You have other people talking about it. There are more slabs coming back from SGC than anybody right now. I think their marketplace is continuing to improve. That's why we partnered up with them. Okay. Yep. And we're being paid by them. So yes, that's why I said it. The reason yeah. we're being paid is we reached out because I like what they're doing right now. Yep. Next. The Whack Pack Live from Instagram says, do you ever think leagues like the NBA would ever leave exclusivity with one company for a bigger piece of the pie and sign with multiple card companies? I don't think it's a bigger piece of the pie. I think Panini paid through the nose. And from the guys I talked to at Panini, I don't think they're leaving anytime soon. Nope. Do they have like first writer refusal, you think? Like, is there like some kind no of... No clue. But I know they have a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. All right. I'd be shocked. Gino Bar- Barica from the Facebook says, Rapping. at what point do you send baseball prospect cards in to get graded? Would you wait to send to PSA or do you think SGC is a good option? Uh, for cards like in the lower tier level, 25 and up raw up to maybe 500 to 750 raw value SGC right now. Uh, if it's high end stuff, obviously you're going to maximize your money by going with PSA for the $300 express. Yep. Those are my only two grading options, by the way. Super high-end, express it with PSA. Anything else, SGC. Michael Martinez from the Facebook. Normally after a spike, cards drop down to slightly above their previous low, forming a new but higher floor. You know about floors, Mike. Sure. Is it crazy to think we see numbers back to slightly above pre-COVID numbers? Oh, yeah, I don't think the floor is going that low. And it's not on almost any of this stuff. So, yeah, I think we're going to continue to see his theory play out. The the stuff that has dipped even now is still higher than it was pre-COVID. Yes. So, um, yep. I would agree with that statement. Uh, Daniel Kim from the Facebook. Is the Zion effect being overlooked in the jump in market? COVID, sure. But is his influence being overlooked? Overlooked? He's still like the most highly propped up guy in the league besides maybe Luca. I don't is know how Zion it's a, effect being overlooked in the jump in market. Yeah, I don't understand. Exactly. I don't know how it's overlooked. No, he's not. If anything, he's overrated, not because he's not great. But I mean, he is the guy. Everybody. I don't know how it could be. Nothing about Zion is being overlooked. I don't understand okay. the question fully. Maybe it, I think it, it may be referring to the fact that his value has been down. Uh, he got eliminated from the playoffs. and He got hurt at the end of the year. I mean, he didn't yeah. make the playoffs, but he's still not being overlooked. Look at his money compared to other guys who are still active. No. Yep. Nope. All right. Douglas Teeter? You're doing great. Keep going. (laughs) Do you have ideas about non-sports oriented cards that might contain hidden gems? No. We have seen the rise in early (laughs) 1990s Marvel garbage bales. Yeah, actually. um, So there is one thing I noticed at, uh, I think I may have mentioned this before, but when we were at Wisconsin Card Show, I honestly saw a lot more of the um, uh, celebrity cards, which I didn't even know were a thing. That's like, true. Yep. I, you know who I saw talked a lot about, more of those. Who was the dude that talked to us about that on that awkward awkward call we had? Oh, um, uh, the StockX uh, CEO Josh, founder. Right? Yeah, previous Josh Lu- Luber? 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 Let's just say Josh and go from but there. But Josh, called, yeah, a couple months ago, Josh talked about that stuff. And that's what he had been buying up, kind of. He had that Alicia Silverstone or something that he had. Or... No, no, Alicia Silverstone who was at the the show. He had a Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. That's See, right. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if you saw celebrity stuff like that go nuts. Kim Kardashian has like 85 trillion followers. But that's what I mean. The Alicia Silverstone, which, you know, she was in Clueless, and that's about it. Her card was $300 at the card show. And I was like, what else is this real? Like, I is this a I thing? I couldn't name another movie she was And he's doing. like, yeah, they're super low pop, and there's a lot of these celebrities who did things like this. So I would say if you see anything like that, Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, cultural relevance that could be big there. Yep. Keep rolling. Do a few more. I know you got to go. I know you're busy. Why are you talking? You're the one who wants to go to the pool. I know. We got to do a few more. I I said big mail day, and I I dragged on that interview like I always do. Andrew Joe Bradshaw. Three names. Love to know if you think this dip we are seeing will impact price of wax. When I returned to the hobby, I was told wax was so high because singles are so high. Correct. Now, as singles slowly go down or mm-hmm. dip, will current wax go down next year's cycle? Yep. Been saying this since we came on here and since before we had a podcast. When wax, when singles spike, wax starts to do the same thing. Wax always follows a little bit slower. So singles are way down right now, except for football. Football singles are hot. Football boxes are insane. Uh, but basketball singles have dipped hard. Basketball wax is cheaper now and more accessible than it's been in a long time. Baseball's kind of has somewhat dipped, although the prospect game is still hot. And that's what we've seen. Prospect heavy products have done well. 
but other products in baseball that are rookie and vet heavy have remained somewhat stagnant. High price, but stagnant. They're not spiking. I keep reading and hearing that 2020 contenders is about to pop. Like that one is really popular. Right I told now. you, I think 2020. So Jesse's got two cases. He bought high. <laughs> I have cases of that still too. I think 2020 football is still a great investment. I hear it's really good though. Um, great is investment. Joseph Fernari Jr. Is it better to sell higher end Herbert right now yes. or hold for preseason hype? See, I think the, I think the hype is now because guys are buying him so strong based on what they think they'll see, and I don't think he can. I know Kevin was super high on on Herbert. I'm not. I think he's going to be excellent. I just don't think there's anything he can do to maintain these prices. So I would sell him right now. All right. I got three more uh, good questions here. NBA player you see, you're see, you seeing trending up uh, the highest now and the one dipping now the most in card value. I should really clear these questions up. Basically, what, yeah, what are I you seeing you. trending Spida, up now? Spider has been the highest, the guy of all of them right now. He has been on fire. Uh, absolutely. Um LeBron, man, LeBron got hit hard with that loss. Like even you, LeBron has he gone down stuff, more. Uh, it, it started to even off, but man, even off, but man, LeBron took a whack. Um, I was a little surprised. Lucas stuff hasn't gone down as much as I thought. Although I think we'll still kind of see the trickle down effect. So I'm not sure who the biggest loser is. Biggest gainer for sure has been Spider. He's been on fire. Um. All right. So mailbag. I've got two more. Patrick James Lynch. How do Panini white boxes work? All these three named people. What is going yeah, on? Yeah, I don't. Don't. Sorry. I, I saw this. You know what? I don't know anything about the Panini. I, I think that's one of those you send in the points for and you can redeem them that way, I think. Um, but I'm, I've actually never opened Panini. Even like the white sparkle backs, I'm not super familiar with them. Yeah, I'm useless there. Sorry. Do they still have much value or? I don't know what they are. I think oh, it's like okay. a repack where they put randomly inserted cards in there, like autographs from products oh. they held back. It used to be that a couple of years ago. I, d I have zero info now on it. Okay. Man. I'm sorry. Post that question in the Facebook group and guys will answer it and they'll, they'll know exactly what it is. Uh, Jake Dillick from the Facebook. Best players, deals, and NBA cards to look out for this offseason. Who's best in, to invest in, in your opinion? I think Zion is a good buy with with non-base stuff because the base thing, again, we had a bunch of questions. Is base dead? It's not dead, but it's taken a hard hit because of that sentiment, prevailing sentiment in the hobby right now. But I think off-season Zion stuff would be a really good buy. Jason Tatum stuff is really low right now, especially since they got eliminated. I think Tatum, again, numbered stuff, somewhat rare stuff, I think is a very good buy. Um, I think those two guys for sure... Um, Kind of like more outside the box. I really like what Tyrese Halliburton was doing early and the fact that he's dropped off, I think is a good buy. And Clay Thompson, if Thompson, depending on what his medical update is, which I haven't checked recently, you got to think he's back next year. Curry showed he can still go unbelievably on these streaks, like play unbelievable. So I think Clay Thompson, who's obviously dipped with the dip and the fact that he missed the season, it's not a bad guy to start buying up once the, once the finals conclude. Okay. Um, that's all I got on mine. You okay, got I got more? a couple. I got a couple random ones from uh, the Geo. I, I just shared the post in Geo Breaks as well. Um, Mike went asked the you know the color difference between the the Durant rookies, the white, the black, the orange border. Uh, the black border is considered the true for his 2007 um, rookie. That is the true rookie. Uh, so that always carries a premium over the white. And then the orange is an SP version. So it's kind of in order of lowest to highest. It's the white, the black, the orange border. Um, the long question about Griffey. Mentioned Griffey a few times. Uh, bu -bu -bu Griffey's my top card collection. Would love to know what rare, valuable cards are in your PC. I'll be honest with the Griffey cards. He mentioned a cool one. If you're a Griffey collector, the 1987 Bellingham card is awesome. It's his first card. It's his single or double A card, whatever that Bellingham is. That's an awesome card. I've always thought that was really cool for a minor league card. Um, and then for as far as Griffey autos, I only have one in my PC. 2014 the finest greats of the game set the first year they made it. I got a 9510 uh, Red Auto, which is probably worth, I don't know, maybe two grand, 2500. That set's just become kind of iconic. Um, your straight cash homie picks for Vlad Jr. rookies, low, medium, and high dollar. Oh, he wants us to make him. Vlad stuff is interesting because Vlad is one of the guys who's selling really well. I'm not positive how much. We've seen guys come out and play really well, right? Ronald Acuna came out and played great, and his stuff still dropped after a time because it's ebbs and flows of the season. I honestly think you could sell a lot of Vlad stuff high right now and buy it back in a month just because not nothing to do with performance. I just think the guy's going to dip because the market's going to dip at times for the MLB. 
Um, so I would do that. Here's one for you, Justin. You may actually know this. Maybe. It's just because I know you listen to stuff. Um, what other voices in the hobby do you enjoy? Like for your show purpose, is there anybody you actually listen to for this or not really? I don't know if you're going to like the answer. You say whoever this. you want. I don't care. Um, so sports card investor, <laughs> while he, while his demeanor and uh, entertainment value is not up to par, I do think there are, I do go to his videos sometimes for just straight facts about some things. Like before okay. we got involved with SGC, I, I watched some of that video just to Absolutely. get a little bit more information. When yep. he was ripping some boxes, some old vintage boxes, I was interested. I wanted to 86 see. 86 Flair. Yeah, I wanted to see what there was. So, yeah, I mean, That's have fair. we knocked the guy a little bit every once in a while? Yeah, but it's not to say there's no value. I think that's valid. Yeah. Okay. I, I think there are certain things. I, I Again, I would classify all the things you said, the positives for sure. My biggest issue there is the top fives and top tens. He's one of the guys that does that. Like yeah, a lot of guys. a lot. Do. I struggle with people who do that because there's never accountability. I just never, he I just never hear people come back on like we do. Like, hey, by the way, I got murdered because I bought it, and so did you. Sorry, there's never any follow up. No, I can, that's you, stuff I don't like. You can tell like it's it's forced content because you know you have to put right. it out because everyone's expecting it. But yeah, like you said, I'm glad that you didn't force a uh, straight cash on me this week because it wouldn't be. I mean, if we're going to be wrong a lot because we're forcing it, what's the point? Well, and that's the thing too. That's just a. People ask, like, why don't we do that more? From a numbers point, it makes sense. Anything top five, top ten, people just love lists. I'm not going to do stuff just because people like it. And it's going to get us better ratings. I hate that. Unless it's coming across like, hey, I actually think there's a play here. I'm not going to do it. Like today's straight cash, homie, you find who you like in the NBA right now and speculate on the best player. I'm in on KD for that reason. You think Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz are going to go on a crazy run and win the championship? Cool. Buy Donovan Mitchell. You know, I like Tua in the offseason because he's a dip at quarterback. I think he's going to have a good year. I'm good with the speculating. Do your own research and do it. I don't have a top five list because, I, again, I just don't, I don't think it's applicable right now. It's brutal. Um, for me, I was trying to think. So I listen to the Card Ladder podcast. Um, you know, I, I'm not, again, this is not a knock on them. I think they, they're super intelligent. I listen to them for the analytics stuff. They can break down numbers and different things like that way better than we're ever going to. Um Entertainment value, I think we blow them out of the water. Actual statistical <laughs> data, it's not a knock. They're no, not doing it to be the funny, cool. But their statistical data and analytics is second to none. And that's why we partnered up with them, because I think they're great at what they do. I don't need you to be interesting if you're smart and you're knowledgeable. So I, for that reason, I, I listen to them. Uh, and that that's show, too, I don't even know how big it is. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know how big people are in the scheme of things. I have no clue if they're huge or not. Uh, the Luca podcast with Andrew and, and Cage. I've been on oh, that yeah. show. I had fun with them. I find them to be entertaining. Um, they, I think they actually play off well with each other. Um, yeah, well, they're real. That. They're actual friends, aren't they? Like Only that's... through the podcast, though, which was crazy. Oh, really? Because I thought they had pretty genuine banter. I thought oh, that I was kind of funny. Um, some of the other ones these guys mentioned, the Slab Stocks guys, I can't stand them. I, I never have. I didn't like them at the show. I don't like their podcast. I don't like anything about them. They're probably nice personally. I don't know the people. <laughs> That's a disclaimer, too. I don't know them personally. I'm talking from an information standpoint. Yeah. I find zero value there. The Card Talk Pod. That's one of the three guys, the one who works for Gary V, the guy Lou. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're okay. You know, the kid actually went on. I don't know any of the name. I can't differentiate them. But the Lou's short, one of them. Yeah. Lou's the bigger dude, I think. Yeah. Um, The one kid who has, like, the shaved head. I, again, I'm lazy. I don't listen enough. I actually, he had he went on a rant today a little bit, or yesterday, whenever it was. I actually liked, it was like, hey, you know, people were complaining about singles prices with wax. He was like, yeah, you shouldn't be able to just open a box and grade it and make a ton of money. I was kind of like, yeah, good for you. I don't think you should either. <laughs> like, I think you should. His point was, you should have to hustle in this space to do it. That's I, fair. I was like, hey, I'm, I, dude, I'm good with it. I don't know how, I, I have no, I don't listen to them consistently, but they come up across my Facebook feed, their clips, and across my Insta feed all the time. And they are people, again, I don't listen to them. I, it's kind of like, and it's not just them. This is a popular thing in podcasting. I talk, you talk. I talk. I don't do that in real life. If you say something stupid, I'm going to jump all over you and vice you, versa. And you do. And you we, do it yeah, really like well. That, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't make for the best audio because not everybody's <laughs> clearly speaking. Their delivery, I find kind of tough. One talks, then you talk. Then I, if I'm sitting there with three of my friends, we're going to talk over each other and yell at each other. And I'm going to make fun of you, dumb looking dog. Like, that's just how it goes. And it hurts, um, and it, it, but it really true. does and hurt. You know, it's genuine. <laughs> however, I would say that podcast for like general pulse of the hobby type stuff, 
I don't think is a bad one either. Yeah. Sure. And then, you know, are they a big one? I have no clue. When it comes to ratings and all the stuff, I honestly. Yeah, that's hard. Zero. I know we blow people out of the water in podcast numbers because we're with The Ringer. I'm not naive to the fact it's me and Jesse. The well, Ringer platform has. Pretty good reviews. Sure. But the Ringer podcast has, or network has massive platforms. That's why it's so big. In terms of podcast numbers, we blow everybody out of the water. It's not close. YouTube views, other things. Yes. I have no idea at all. Um, let me do two more real fast. Based on what you've seen so far, what are your thoughts on new Panini products? Are, is overproduction really hurting the products? Yes and no. It's it's really hurting products like Select that are going retail and going heavy. It's starting to hurt Prism. I think the connection is the ones that are being crazy overproduced on the retail side or we're really seeing an impact on. The ones that aren't released retail are not, they're dropping because of the general dip, not for any other reason. Um, Mark asked a good question. What does Trey Young have to do to get his base stuff back? Is his base down because uh, base haircut. because base is dead? Oh man, we got blown. No more hair, <laughs> haircut jokes. Oh, YouTube pukes jumped all over that one. And I was dumb enough to get into an argument, so I can't complain. Oh my god. Uh, what does Why he have to do if he keeps winning? But the base stuff, it that's a great sign. That's people are not buying base right now. They're very skeptical of base. Otherwise, Trey would be going nuts. He beat Philly a game. They knocked out the Knicks. He's playing unbelievable. Trey stuff should be higher. It's not because of that overall sentiment. Um, there was one other, and then I was going to be done. We are going on a minute. Hour we 15. Done. All right, we're done. Then. I don't want, I don't want to argue with you about this. <laughs> um, Next Friday. You were you supposed to plug what on little... your donkey. Did you the reason you didn't? Oh, is that what you're doing? You, I tell you. Oh, hey, Ronick, Ronick scratched the audio. No, Jesse don't you me, dare scratch mind that. Mesh. Mind mesh. No. My, hey, you talk. Mm. I talk. You know the setup here. Hey, nope. next Friday, I think if it's cool with you, what we're going to do is Friday night, we're going to jump on Whatnot and we're going to sell some stuff and just hang out. We're going to go live together on the yeah. Whatnot selling platform. If you don't have the Whatnot, well, the two words, I'm not going to spell it out for you. <laughs> if, you, don't, if, you if you can't spell what and not and put it together, <laughs> I don't want you on the app and neither do they. Uh, Whatnot app, download it. It's a 24-hour selling platform. Singles, wax, anything you could want. Everything runs through the app, too. So the auctions, the singles are all live. I've got a bunch of stuff I'm going to put yeah. up. You want to do next Friday? I'm fine with I that. I think next Friday. Yeah. Next I, Friday. We'll come out with an official time. It'll be Friday night so people can actually watch. We'll do some free giveaway stuff. We'll figure out how to use it. I need Jesse because I don't know how to use that stuff. Um, maybe we'll give away some merch, too. We'll sell some stuff. We'll have some legitimate stuff for sale. But then we'll also do um, like just some cards. We'll just give it away. We'll find out how yeah. it works and give that away. Uh, the best banter in the business. We'll be there yeah. for that. <laughs> I think I, my Tom Brady's joining us. So make sure my, you're there. Is that wrong? That, no, we don't know that it's not true. It so, may be true. Um, I think I compare whatnot to the Amazon of breaking because sometimes like on a Friday, okay. Saturday, I'm on my phone on Amazon. And I'm like, well, I want to buy something because I'm bored. I, I go on whatnot and I'm like, it's so easy literally to just like go on there and buy a pack and they'll rip right there in front of you. And your address, basically, it's like two clicks. I bought, and they're sending me the cards. That's all I had to do. Here's the cool thing, too. So the buying, everybody's vetted out pretty well. So if you can actually buy with confidence there. The selling side, too, you never have to worry about payments, returns, all that stuff. Oh, You're yeah. covered by them, too. It's actually kind of a cool idea. They're doing huge numbers. I said this before. They reached out to us months ago. I was not interested. I didn't know who they were. Now, if you don't know who they are, I'd say check them out because it's a massively growing platform. They legit got fifty million in investor funds just recently. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, so next Friday night, we'll come up with a time, probably eight o'clock central. If we don't have a hundred viewers at all times, I'm leaving. I'm not going on there for twelve people. <laughs> so we're gonna pump it up across our socials. We're gonna go nuts. It's gonna be giveaways and free crap. Um, it's gonna be. I was told it will be loose. Jesse. Jesse's gonna have a cocktail and just kind of relax. Oh, duels. Alcohol free. Zima. That's as that's as crazy as I get. I'm going Diet Coke with a lemon. I've been doing that lately. Really spicy. All right, buddy. This is a kids show. All right, there you go. Sports cards on is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh paid by Spotify. So make sure you listen on Spotify. It's available anywhere you get your podcast, though. And make sure you check out our website, sportscardsnonsense.com. Merchandise on there. More importantly, though, all of our card services, grading, consignment card shops to check out we get the sgc links we have promo links on star stock we have stuff for card ladder on there that saves you money or gets you free money uh ba, ba, ba. breaking link make sure you check out geo breaks on facebook that's enough i'm out of breath plugging you did out. it get in that pool buddy go get yourself a plate of meatballs meatballs and get in, that pool. in the pool baby <laughs> all right thanks for listening we'll be back on monday later see ya